So on, on the way here, I was talking to Josh um, and asked him a question about this book, but just kind of make sure I got this right. Because I but, lie. Right. But Back when check. you think about the penultimate thing of... Penultimate? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what it's a big word? word. Boom. If, if somebody's, like, as, like, whatever you're creating, whether it be a book or music or film... Okay. Or, like furniture. Because a penultimate means house. Penultimate needs next to next last. Next to last. Right? Yes. yes. Is Are that you, what it means? It's yeah. Yeah. I mean, next to last. Do you mean quintessential? Maybe. Wait. Keep that's going. what penultimate means? <laughs> next to last. Yeah. Because what am I? I'm, I'm thinking of in like a series of unfortunate events. Number twelve was the penultimate peril, and number thirteen was the last one. Okay. What word means like the best? The, the goodest. Superior. <laughs> I don't know. I thought you're, that's what it meant. Magnum opus. Listen, guys. Magnum opus. Read. Say magnum opus. <laughs> when you think about the magnum, when you think about magnum pi, you think <laughs> <laughs> about mustaches. <laughs> it's it's hard to reach that level of what's the best because you have because it has to be you have to have work before it, but it needs to be clearly better mm-hmm. than the work that comes before it. And yes. then if it's not your last thing, you gotta you gotta top it again. Mm-hmm. And some people never get past that, and some people do. But I asked Josh about this, but in your guys' opinions, well, I don't know if our guests had read much before this, and I definitely <laughs> haven't, but do you feel like this is the like the pinnacle? Maybe that's what that's I was That's it. Uh, you're that's you're absolutely right, that's, yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Pinnacle. Pinnacle. I was close. Good job. Yep. <laughs> is this the pinnacle so far of the books that you've read? So far? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a really important part of that sentence. Yes. I've only read one other Agatha Christie book. Uh, Murder right. on the Orient Express, mm. and I like this one better. Mm. But both Ooh. of them, well, whenever we get to the endings, mm. <laughs> there's something different on each of them. I'll just leave it at that. I think, <laughs> nice. I think about that. Uh, so far, this is definitely my favorite event. Of the eight books we've read so far, this is my favorite. I think this is the best so far. Yes. And also, every time I read it, like... I've read it a bunch of times, and every time I usually will read it for something, and I'll think, I don't want to read this again. But after I read it, I think, like, this is a perfect mystery book. If you needed to represent, because I think she wrote better books, but mm-hmm. if you needed to represent this genre, it does everything right in this genre. Yes. Of the cozy mystery house, you know. All Locked that. room yeah. deal. It, yeah. It, it, it is the perfect example of that. But I like, I like your question, Zach. Like up of of everything that Agatha Christie has written so far, right? Absolutely, this was the pinnacle. This was the yeah. top of her work. Gotcha. And that, but that's not to say that after that, it, that like, she didn't have. It wasn't a drop off or a plateau. Yeah, because there were some other things that she wrote later that were just like, eh, you know, but still mm-hmm. fine. But then there are other things that I think later top this one. Yeah, personally, In myself. Different areas. But yeah. absolutely, this is one of the many peaks. Yes, the first peak. No, Mountain peaks. No creator it, it wins everything. They, they don't always, yeah, they always have right. something that's great. But they always have the thing that people Besides Dr. Seuss. Besides Dr. Seuss. He didn't write a bad book. I mean, I was going to do one, but I didn't know what redfish, bluefish, that him? One fish, two fish, redfish, yeah. bluefish. That, that's a solid Green one. Green eggs, ham, ham. Yeah. The better who, butter battle was, you know, one who of my Here's a who. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Classics. Hop on pop. Hop on pop. Are you my mother? <laughs> that was a good question very so, insightful yes, yes. Um, thank you Lauren how many uh, Poirot's have you read um, no I'm sorry how many Agatha Christie's I apologize two okay did you read the Fantastic. same one as Aaron no. no and then there were none oh oh yeah 
Yes. We'll get to but that. Yeah, which I haven't read, but I want to. You see, that's two more than <laughs> I've read. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here every You week. at home like, can work the math out on your own. <laughs> and welcome to Don't Drink the Tea, an Agatha Christie podcast. Yay. I'm Yay. Charlotte. <laughs> I'm Josh. I'm Zach. I'm Aaron. I'm Lauren. We have two guests this time. Wow. This two special it's guests. It's a big episode for a big book. This is the first, the first masterpiece of the first of many of Agatha Christie's career. We've had some good books. We've had some ho-hum books. We've had some bad books. We've had some <laughs> books that we've disagreed on. But this book, this book is, it needs to be talked about for a long time. So we're just going to record the entire day. And <laughs> so you just listen you to You listeners, it. yeah. I, like <laughs> Maybe there's some, there's some really long road trips coming up. Mm-hmm. Or like you mm-hmm. can't sleep. This is definitely a cure for insomnia. <laughs> we'll put you to sleep. So this and this <laughs> podcast will be split up into two parts, probably. Yeah. So and they'll, I think they'll be uploaded at the same time, and so yeah. But I think we should definitely start by saying we recommend if you want to read an Agatha Christie book. Everybody agree? Yeah, First I would, I would recommend it. We definitely. would recommend you read this book, even as far as just liking mystery books. For sure. Yes. I was pleasantly surprised. Good. good and good. spoilers on t- off the top if you're gonna oh, read it absolutely yeah, it big is warning essential to talk about the ending of this book so spoilers yeah. for this book and also spoilers for the man in the brown suit which we already discussed uh we're going to talk about that yeah. too but we've been very judicious so far i think about not spoiling we haven't spoiled much endings yeah so but this one it's it's gonna happen so we have to. if anyone we just recommended that people read the book so if you want to stop mm, yeah. Go Goodbye. Right Come back. No. We appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Welcome Thank back you. to Don't Drink the Tea. <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy fun. that book? I hope you liked it because we're going to talk about it now. Okay. So what is what is first on the agenda? So usually, usually we're pretty loosey goosey. Like we'll we'll talk about the book. And then somehow we're talking about Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And it just, it the happens. word of the day is creepy. <laughs> Don't start talking about Pee Wee's Big Adventure. That's not the point of that joke. But since we knew that we had to talk about everything in this book, we, uh, we outlined it. So we make sure that we get all the topics out. And we hope that everybody gets to have their part in it. Since there's more of us than usual, we want to all it's so exciting. have a share. Yeah. This is like a little a dinner party where we're going to have intelligent conversation. Well, I don't know how intelligent it's going to be, but we'll have a conversation. Uh, there's a couple of um, there's a couple of cigars. There's some um, candy cigars. Sherry being being drunk. Right. Our, our Port, friend, Port our friend Sherry, our drunk friend Sherry. So, we're, we're going to talk, uh, first on it is the publication of this book. So this, and like, fun facts, everything about that. This is the eighth book, the eighth thing that she released, but only the fourth Poirot? Fourth, yeah. Yeah, fourth it's super early for being, and the cover of your book says the most famous of Hercule Poirot's mystery. Oh, it does indeed. At the time it was. <laughs> Which I love this. We have four copies of the book at the table right now, mm-hmm. and they all look a little bit different. That's yep. so yeah, it's great. It's pretty cool. Uh, Lauren, tell them what yours looks like. Um, a phone that went off the hook, but the old style, the dial up the one. So you had to like go all the way around with the rotary finger. phone. Yep. Yeah. It's and very and you ominous. Hold up the ear thing. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. very ominous, I think. And like a teal blue. And mine has <laughs> the dead guy, like a really yeah. uh, characterized uh, guy with a. Knife stick, which isn't accurate, actually. I don't we'll like that. There's spoilers on that picture. There that is. Cover. Yeah. <laughs> you know what happens? It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's obnoxious. 
but oh. and then but not quite as bad as Josh's. Yeah, because mine it doesn't seem to have a point. It's just uh, there's some trees and there's a car. <laughs> it's very purple. It's very purple. I mean, like it kind of looks like the cover of a horror movie if it had some scary words. But it's the murder of Roger Ackroyd. As far as titles go, it's pretty much stating what the book is. It's like <laughs> this book has a murder in it. It's not like ooh, it's coming or something like that. The but cover how could doesn't I have make a car? Much sense. There was no cars back then. There were well, cars. there were quite a <laughs> there few. There were horses buggy. <laughs> <laughs> not quite that old. It was nineteen twenty what. 1920 was a five, five six. six. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, something like that. It's always hard. 26. Yeah. Okay. Because at first I saw 2004 and I'm like, dang. That can't be right. But <laughs> 1926 is when this book came out. She wrote out. it after she was dead. <laughs> <laughs> For a really long time. Yeah. Uh, so some fun facts that I found out about it. I don't know if you had any, Charlotte. Did you? Um... A couple, but I think that they might fit in later. My okay. my favorite thing was that um, at one point, okay, in 1939, the murder of Roger Ackroyd was adapted into a one-hour radio play mm-hmm. by Orson Welles, who played both the roles of Dr. Shepard and Hercule Poirot, Man, which is like the most Orson Welles thing he to do. To I'm out. so <laughs> proud of him. He is like he was the sister. He was <laughs> the dog. I read this and and I love them all. I'm just... like, I haven't read the book, but I'm gonna be every character. Um, <laughs> that was my favorite fact about this book. I read about that, and it was the first one to become. It became a play and a movie back in the day that Christy Christy saw the play, and it inspired her to write Black Coffee because she's like. I liked seeing a play of my work and seeing all the things they changed irritated me, so I'm going to write my own play. That is oh, write Black Coffee. That's no. such a good point. I kind of never realized that because mm-hmm. when did she start writing I, I think this stuff is the, the first stage. one. Because they, they tried it because they called it Alibi. It was its own thing. Nice. Uh, and the other fun fact that I liked was, so this is already a little bit of spoilers, um, but we already said that. Um, somebody gave her the idea. They're like, what if you write a book where... Dr. Watson was the criminal. And then she's like, yes. ooh, I like yeah. that. And so, and somebody else gave her a similar idea, and she she definitely made it her own with this book. And it, at the time, was her biggest book. It was also a little controversial, which always helps something become popular. Mm-hmm. So, I'm glad the cherry cola is a winner. This yeah, we awesome. all have cherry cola. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, like a fancy glass bottle. That makes that line make so much more sense then. Because I kept trying to... Think of how, why she was referencing Sherlock and Watson. I thought she was doing it just for fun because it's another mystery novel. Yeah. But now that makes all the more sense because um, oh, the point. character, the main character, um, James, Doctor James Shepard mm-hmm. said, the "I narrator, played yeah. yeah that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I played Watson to his Sherlock." And yeah. I love that line. I was yeah. like, "Oh, she's referencing Sherlock." Now I get it. Yeah. 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 yeah good, good catch though. Yeah. Good catch because I, I didn't remember that. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was something we wrote we wanted to talk about was this being, is this the the best, we talked about that a little beginning, uh, people's favorite Christie book. Is this the first book that people think about in connection with Agatha Christie? It's not the first one I think of, um, although I did look up the UK Crime Writers Association Top 100, Mm -hmm. and this was number five, Mm. and it was the highest Agatha Christie, Mm -hmm. so nice. they think that that's the best she did. And what's the first one you think of? If you hadn't done this, uh, Murder on Orient Express, yeah, is and I, I think the most mm-hmm. well known. I think yeah. that's because of yeah. like the movies, the movies now mm-hmm. have, have made it the most popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but back culture. in the day, it probably was. Yeah. Back in the olden times. Mm-hmm. 
before. When dinosaurs. Before cars. <laughs> when dinosaurs roamed the earth, they were all talking about this book. <laughs> okay, uh, it's dedicated, we wanted to talk about that, to Punky. Ooh, Punky. Who likes an orthodox detective story, murder, inquest, and suspicion falling on everyone in turn. And Charlotte, you said you knew who Punky was. You knew the big secret. Who is Punky? Oh, my book doesn't have that. Uh, it was a pet name for... Oh, nice. An orthodox... I just read it. <laughs> <laughs> she was I'm not speed reading right there. <laughs> I realized that it was just in front of my face and I have my glasses on so I can actually see it. She, oh, reads, she reads the entire book Words! <laughs> yes, thank you, Lauren. Um... That is her sister. It was a pet name for her sister, mm. like Madge or something. Margaret, right? Margaret, yeah. yeah. Madge. Punky does not sound like Madge. Madge. Yeah. I would want a nickname too. Yeah. <laughs> Please, anything but that. And I like the dedication because, as far as orthodox detective story, murder inquest, it is like I said that it is the image of a mystery book. She follows the rules until she don't know more. And that's yeah. Uh, I wanna, yeah what you said, breaking the rules. We gotta talk about that later, though. The way she sets it up. Okay. Well, so we're going, we're rolling right along. Plot, simple plot setup. Rolling. Just the, uh, a little bit of the plot. Uh, how would you pitch this book? One of you two. One of our guests. Maybe both of you. How would you pitch this book if somebody's like, okay, what is the murder of Roger Ackroyd about? I loved it and then I hated it. That's, <laughs> that's not what I said. It's not what I said. So you're that's s- the first thing she would say. That's what I yeah. felt. It made me feel feelings. <laughs> that's the worst. Imagine you had to be biased. I mean, not biased. The opposite of what I said. Imagine you had to be completely Objective. neutral and you're just saying like, okay, this is what Roger Ackroyd is about. It's This one is hard to describe. It because is. Because without giving away mm-hmm. the twist at, at the end. Um... That, to break it down to its core, yeah, what is it It's about? a murder mystery. Go read it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Just read it. It is but unlike it, any other murder mystery you've probably read. That's go, true. Just go read it. <laughs> it kept me guessing. And I would tell somebody, if you want a book that you can't figure out the ending the whole way through, this is it. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I like that. So, like, the simple setup, uh, it's the, the narrator is Dr. Shepard, who is the local doctor in this gossipy town. Mm-hmm. And his sister's like the biggest gossip. Mm-hmm. And uh, Poirot is his next door neighbor. Who has retired and like no one knows that he's Poirot because they all call him like Mr. Parrot or something like that. P O R R E T T. They're all getting his name wrong. A very Anglicanized version. So they don't know that he's this famous detective. Not even his nosy sister knows. Which was a fantastic way to introduce him because, okay, so there's been, how many times has it been since a Poirot? Two books? Is there two books between? Yeah. Okay, so there are two books. So it's almost like, as as an audience, they could forget about Poirot. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like every yeah. single book she had to write had to be a Poirot. She let it sit, and then you jump back into his life from another perspective, not yeah. from Hastings. And he bursts in throwing that vegetable marrow over the fence. <laughs> I was like, marrow? Yeah. In the marrow. fit of temper, yes. Yeah. What is a vegetable marrow? Um, they're just squash, cucumbers, yep. things like that. So he that. threw a, a big squash over the fence and it like barely missed the doctor, right? And he yeah. looks over the fence and there's Poirot like that neighbor on Home Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> you can't like see it. Yeah. <laughs> Howdy ho, neighbor. Hey. 
They thought he was a, a hairdresser because of his mustache. Yeah. Oh, that was great. <laughs> right. A retired hairdresser. Yeah. Yes. That joke went that on for good. several pages, and it I did. loved it. There was a lot of humor in this, in yes. the, especially in the beginning. I like how I Carol, Carolyn asked if he was a Frenchman, and he said no, and then she was just confused and yeah. dropped I just back. walked away. I just walked away. Dr. Shepard was really impressed. Yeah, that, so, yeah Cara, Caroline, was that her name? Mm-hmm. Caroline. Was, yeah. Caroline. Caroline. Was Dr. Shepard's sister. sister. And so the beginning of the book, I really liked the way it wasn't like, this is how it is, and she like sums up all the facts. But the way they introduced the whole the mystery of the book is through the sister gossiping mm-hmm. to right. the narrator, who is kind of like, oh, stop being such a gossip. It's mm-hmm. none of your business. Because he's the doctor, and he knows people's business, and she's just guessing at it. So what is the thing, big thing that happened in the town at the beginning of this book to shake it up? Somebody take it from me. Take it away! Death. (laughs) Death happened. Yeah, what was the big town, like, secret, the big town secret story? That was with uh, Mrs. Ferrars. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we were wondering about the pronunciation. Ferrars. Ferrari. (laughs) Ferrari. Ferrars. Mrs. Furry. There is a car in this book. (laughs) So she uh, dies. She dies and... They're not sure how if it was a uh, if it was suicide, which is what they suspected. Yeah. And then there was a lot of gossip going on because her husband had died under mysterious circumstances. Who was kind earlier. of a jerk, like right? A he was. Directly, he was a terrible person. Yeah. yeah, like almost a full year before, because right. um, Mr. Aykroyd um, wanted to marry her. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, she was like, was no, 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 wait till it's been a full year. Right. And yeah. so the. the uh, Car- Caroline is like it was suicide wasn't it and the doctor's like oh, she didn't leave a note or anything like mm. that yeah. and so like the whole idea the town has is that she killed she killed her husband mm. and the guilt caught up with her and she finally killed herself yep. and do, do, does the town rule her death as a suicide is that how does the, do- the doctor rules it as a suicide I can't remember he I, didn't at one point he say um, you guys who read way more of the okay. book than me caroline definitely was like oh it's suicide but she just yes she yeah. just jumps and then doctor's like um i'm secretly thinking it's suicide yes too, yeah. but i'm not gonna tell caroline because right. she loves to gossip that was my yeah. point yeah that's what i was gonna yeah. ask like in the back of his mind he's like oh i never thought about it before but he didn't want to give her the satisfaction of yeah. being correct yeah. which was cool being in his head for moments like right. that and he said sarcastic things all the time yeah, to caroline was. which made it so funny because she never got it she was yeah. just yeah. a pickup she didn't sarcasm. Get sarcasm i like that yeah i like those characters Characters interacting through the whole thing. Sarcasm yeah. was wasted on Caroline. So, the the central character is not Roger Aykroyd, even though he is the victim. No, he's and a he's, very minor character. He's in it for like a chapter. Yeah, in actuality, then... yeah, yeah. And so when he is found dead, then like it's the the big country house kind of like Styles, but much 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 better. That yeah, all yeah. of the suspicion falls on. I think the first is the butler, which is kind of nice. Yeah, traditional. It's all the, the staff at the house. Yeah. The, and anyone very traditional suspects. His stepson, his sister, his uh, sister-in-law. His, sister-in-law, yeah. yeah, yeah his niece. Um, his niece, his uh, housekeeper. But, but in talking with, connect, how does Roger Ackroyd connect to the whole Mrs. Ferrars business? Because mm-hmm. that seems like it, it has no connection with it at the beginning. But how do, you said that they were engaged, mm-hmm. yeah. but they kept it a secret because they thought it was too soon. So then Roger Ackroyd uh, asks to meet with Dr. Shepard after Mrs. Ferrars dies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's very upset. And so they, they come together and they meet in the house. And what's the conversation they have? Uh, was that the conversation where he felt, or uh, she 
told him or was going to tell him that she was being blackmailed. Yeah. And then that was part of the reason why that she committed suicide. Ooh, and yes. she was going to reveal to him in a letter who the blackmailer was. And so oh he asked him if there was any note. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we never get that note disappears between when yeah. Ackroyd is killed and when everyone shows up yes. and discovers the body. Oh, it was so frustrating. It like, was. Because the note, the letter comes in as he's talking I, to I Dr. Shepard. I Shepherd. found that, I loved that part. Yeah. He said, um, uh, Let's see, was that the doctor talking? Yes. Yeah. He was like, oh, yes, I do, in a sense, if, as you put it, words should come from her, because she was already dead, and he was, right. yeah. and uh, Ackroyd was like, no, I'm still expecting that she will send me a note. I broke off. The door opened noiselessly, and Parker entered with a salver on which were some letters. The evening post, sir. And you get almost this creepy feeling mm. like, oh, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> and it was. It's a blue envelope. And he refuses to open it. The doctor's like, can you read? I'm sorry, that's rude. I'm being like my sister. Can you you read it right here right now? Read it now. (laughs) And he realizes that Ackroyd is so stubborn, and he said so Mm pig-headed, that he would refuse to to read it while in his presence. So the doctor leaves, and we never find out. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Do they ever reference the letter ever again? As in, like, they never find it or anything, they, right? They, don't. they say it was destroyed in the fire, right? Okay. right. So you don't yeah. know what exactly she said. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, the whole mystery is, uh, and Poirot is called out of retirement to... Yeah, Flora hires him to find out, to try to clear Denise, the name of yeah. her, uh, her... She's engaged to fiance. Ralph, her fiancé. Yeah, and he's missing right now. Yeah. So he is the number one suspect. Mm-hmm. So just what we talked about, I love how... Because we had the last Poirot novel was Murder on the Links, which was so overcomplicated that it was it was hard to read. Mm-hmm. But this book, the plot is so it's like elegantly simple. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the mystery is so easy to be like, that's the mystery. Who is the blackmailer? Who was in that letter? And you you want to know, and all of the clues they just ma- it makes it that much more suspenseful. I love how simple it is. Even just the title, like this is mm-hmm. simple. This is what it is. Yeah. I think, I, I almost feel like this book is almost like Shakespearean in a way because you can spend so much di- time dissecting it. Mm-hmm. And each yeah. character almost has like more of a, it's not just this character, it's almost like they represent something. Mm-hmm. Like Caroline, for example. The town gossip. <laughs> Re- represents so many things, yeah. What and, business does she have getting so deep this early in her career? It's like no book was this deep yet. And like, whoosh, yeah, yeah. What, it's such uh, a shock that it, it like comes out out of nowhere, not like even with the buildup, because they're all pretty standard for a while. Yeah. And then it's this. Yeah, it, it does come out of nowhere. What was, how does this fall in the chronicle of her life? Like, it, she hadn't had like the big stuff happen in her life yet, the, right? That hasn't happened yet. No. Okay. Okay. So what are we up to? Uh, We're okay, doing so great. We talked, we talked <laughs> about plot. Now we'll talk about the characters. I am. Sh- I want to hear what Lauren thinks of the of uh, Parker, the butler. <laughs> the butler. Let's start with the butler. <laughs> um, he had the shiny, round, oily face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just like I the description of him, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> he was like the the traditional butler in a mystery story. Uh huh. Poor thing. I, but when he was being accused or like they were questioning him, he was shaking and trembling. Mm-hmm. 
He seems so shifty, though. He did. I trust him. Yeah. You couldn't trust him. Like, even when he, like, answered the door, he's like, mm, I have a secret. <laughs> <laughs> he like, kept walking back and forth past the, the door and trying to, like, hear what yeah, they're saying. Yeah, wasn't he trying to listen yeah. when Dr. Like, Shepard and Ackroyd were meeting together? Yeah. But in this book, everybody had a secret. Yes. yes. And Pro even says it at the beginning that he re- he knows everyone has a secret and he will reveal all of them. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, that, that's a good line. Go ahead and read it. So it says, Parker was most suspiciously flustered. <laughs> the man was shaking and twitching all over. <laughs> yeah, he was he was a fishy guy. How about um, his sister-in-law? She was like... Oh, yes. She the, was a good character. Oh, she wrote such a nice description of her. It Here it is. Somebody else talk! I didn't like her. <laughs> <laughs> she was the sister-in-law? The yeah, yes. Mom? I liked how yeah. she was like, yes. I'm not really sad about it. And then the next day, she calls Dr. Shepard, and she's, like, laying sprawled out on the yeah. couch with her, like, Kleenex, and she's like, I'm so distraught! It's all in <laughs> He wouldn't pay the bills! He doesn't understand! He's a man! Yeah, this was the line, um... So this is... Have we talked about this fact that this was told in the first person? This was the uh, first yeah, person narrated by Dr. By Shepard, Dr. Shepard. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. And he said, I am sorry to say I detest Mrs. Aykroyd. She is all chains and teeth and bones, a most unpleasant <laughs> woman. And then later he says, uh, when he went over to say hi to her, or she came over to say hi to him, she gave me a handful of assorted knuckles and rings to squeeze. I was like, oh my gosh. What a, what a nice description. Yeah. You instantly get a picture of yeah. this obnoxious woman. Yes. This old bony woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, she was a really good obnoxious woman. Was she trying to be nice to Poirot? Well, she just really wanted information. But Right, she, <laughs> she always was manipulating people. <laughs> And so she had him over for lunch or dinner or whatever, but was unexpected. So she didn't have enough food. So she's like, oh, I'm a vegetarian. And <laughs> Paul Rowe said to uh, James, I don't want Caroline to adopt a vegetarian diet two days in a row when he was invited over again. Aww. I was like, Paul Rowe knew. He knew. He, he knew. Nothing escaped his attention. Mm-hmm. I didn't find any of the characters likable. I don't know if I was the oh, only like one, the but of, of the suspects, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I think Roger was the most likable, and he was the one that ended up getting killed. I mean, the worst yes. thing they really said about him was that he was very careful with money. He would deny. It was like mostly his it, the unlikable family members. That yeah, he was about. a yeah. pretty sympathetic victim. I yeah. agree. Yeah. I was thinking about that. This would be the perfect book for the hateable but relatable segment. Yeah, <laughs> hateable but relatable. <laughs> hateable but relatable. Yeah. Caroline, I think, is a good example because you understood completely. Like in your mind, you were like, "Oh, I know this person." Oh, Caroline, they were all very real. I I know <laughs> Caroline. I, I if if this was written later, I know who this would have been based off of. <laughs> nice. A woman that I worked with at the call center. Uh-huh. There were these three little old ladies, and all they did was sit and between calls was gossip about the other people <laughs> in the call center. Nice. So. <laughs> <laughs> there was one moment I actually felt sorry for her. I'll just read it to you. It said, uh, We went off, leaving Caroline rather like a dog who has been refused to walk, standing on the front doorstep gazing after us. Aww. Aww. She's just like, I want to know. This is, <laughs> That's like, a good description. See, I love how many uh, ENs do we have here today? The two of you E-N-F-J. guys, right? ENFJ and the personality type. Like all about the feelings. We've got at least two here. Definitely, Lauren. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, and I and I love that. We we need that. I don't know. Does Zach? Do you care about feelings? Not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, they're there. I guess. 
You just keep them bottled. I like the idea. You cold hearted. I, I have them, but like I sit them in the fridge for later. Push them down, <laughs> down <laughs> deep. <laughs> when no one's watching, it erupts. There's a few characters that don't really make much of a different, like Major Blunt. He didn't make much of an impact on me. No, I mean he was there. And there's the but... secretary Raymond, right? I liked him. He seemed very perfect. He was good at his job, and I think I can appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, very <laughs> yes, very astute. Uh, so those those are the like the suspects. Um, so any more character stuff you guys want to talk about? Um, was it Miss Russell? Was she mm. was a suspect as the well housekeeper? as the housekeeper? Yeah, mm-hmm. she was kind of shifty too. Yeah, yeah. There was always suspicion around her. Yeah, I think I didn't feel like there were any mm, superfluous characters in this one like because in most of them she has disposable characters throwaway characters yeah. ones that like you don't really care about that are just kind of there either as not even comic relief but just there to either fill some space or to have a red herring but mm. i don't feel like i mean there were obviously red herrings in this book but i don't feel like that any of them were just a fluff no no well. they were necessary yeah or yeah. filled a purpose yeah it wasn't too big of a cast that you lost track of the people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved how they described Poirot at one point um, I think it was James saying that Poirot is muttering to himself at another point he was purring so mm-hmm. Poirot acts like a cat <laughs> yeah there's a couple times <laughs> that they yeah a couple times they compare him to a cat yeah yeah that's true well he's very particular he's kind of <laughs> finicky I can see that Mm. What, he wanted to be clean at all times. Very. <laughs> Goes on a letterbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the trash thing. So the inspector throws some trash, like, on the ground near a bin. Well, Poirot goes over and picks it up and puts it in mm. the trash. Mm-hmm. Puts it where it's supposed to go. In a disgruntled fashion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in a disgruntled fashion. <laughs> and it's nice uh, that, since it's in like, the character section for Poirot, we always got Poirot through the eyes of Hastings before this, mm-hmm. always saying, like, he's out of his mind, he's this and that. And we finally get a Poirot through a stranger's eyes. It's, like, refreshing, like, uh, we have a clean slate, like, we know Poirot as much as this guy does, and mm-hmm. it's way better, I think. Yeah, did you, um, I'm sure you caught this, Oh man, why can I not ever find what I want because the the narrator, the doctor, has written all of these uh, things down, and he lets Poirot read through it to kind of help him get uh, a sense of, you know, if there was anything that he had forgotten. He always said he needed his help. So Poirot says, he, he compares Dr. Shepard to Hastings mm-hmm. yeah. earlier in the book. And yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He said you're like him, but yeah. <laughs> he said, yeah, Poirot said, meh. I don't want to the line. You must have indeed been sent from the good God to mm. replace my friend Hastings, he said with a twinkle. I observe that you do not quit my side. So yeah. the narrator stays with Poirot pretty much the whole time. But then later, um, after he had read what uh, Dr. Shepard had written, he said, Not so did Hastings write. On every page, many, many times was the word I, what he thought, <laughs> what he did. <laughs> so it was like, Christie was like, like making fun of herself, what the way she wrote For through Hastings. writing Hastings right. that way, yeah, yeah. And I like early on, whenever he first meets him, and, and Dr. Shepard says something similar to like what Hastings would have said, and Poirot was like, you don't like redheads too, do you? <laughs> and Dr. Shepard was like, what? <laughs> that was nice. Okay, I have a question. How old do you picture Dr. Shepard when you read this? Well, I, uh, 
50s? 50s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I pictured him as... As young as 30. Not a very mm-hmm. elderly person. No, right, but, but older. Middle-aged yeah. hair, maybe. Graying hair. Yeah. 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 I, can, Caroline, I can live with that. They, these, just the way they both interact and her... They, they both... I picture them both around that age group. Mm-hmm. I imagine him attractive, yet with a little belly of cookies. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was part okay, of it. Cookies. The cookie belly. And I don't picture younger people playing Mahjong the way that they did. So I, that's kind of because they said it was either going to yeah, be Mahjong. Yeah, that definitely aged them. It, it, or it replaced bridge. No, no young people played bridge. I can't even imagine back then young people were playing bridge. Um, I guess occasionally they had some bridge parties where the younger people would play. Uh-huh. It depended on how she wanted, how Christy wanted to present young people because yeah. sometimes it was like those young people out there with their their drugs and their jazz music and then sometimes it was they would sit down and play and bridge. their bridge <laughs> right okay so that's the character segment we done we wrap that up ready to move on yeah. all right well the next segment is the ending the part that makes this book so famous dun, dun, dun. so do we need to roll the dice to see who goes first to talk about this or are we gonna well go... we're not gonna talk about later on we're gonna talk about what the ending means mm-hmm. for us personally right okay. now we are just stating what the ending is for the audience and then we're gonna have our new segment i have a okay i was gonna say i have a question but you're getting to that so that's good because i know that you you share with you zach Josh shares with yeah. Zach like things, and yeah. you're pretty good at guessing who did it just by random guess. Like you've been right so many times <laughs> yeah. that it scares me. Well, so did that happen with this one? I had already sort of known based okay. on like previous conversations yeah. just about life, and everyone's like, "Oh, that book," and I'm like, kind of checked out, but like, <laughs> I, I still can, I still like am understanding what they're saying. So I already kind of knew what it was. Okay. It's How did you get so many nerdy twist. friends? How did you get so many? <laughs> well, I have a lot of friends that are nerdy in other ways. This is just the most boring nerdy way. <laughs> I'm kidding. Everyone should like books. <laughs> I say. Okay, so who's gonna talk about? Who's gonna say what the big twist ending is? Doctor Shepard did it. Whoa. <laughs> So the narrator, yes. I mean, we already kind of implied that with the fun facts, but the narrator, that's the big twist. The narrator did it. Is the killer. Yeah. Um, so. Not only was he the killer, he was the blackmailer too. Yeah. yeah. Oh he was, yeah. Good point. Really His name person. probably in the letter. Which made me hate him. And I was sad. Because yeah. you liked him the whole way him. through. Like and him. that's so good, but we're going to get to it. Okay. <laughs> so right now. So in, in order for you to understand what we're going to talk what about. What are you laughing about? Zach? We have a new segment. For Don't Drink the Tea. Ooh, this is exciting. Because, okay, when I listen to the podcasts, there are some episodes where we talk a lot about what... You listen to them? I have to edit them because (laughs) we go on forever about the Wee's Big Adventure. Zach was just like, yeah, I I never listened to them. I've never listened to one of our own podcasts. I have to to listen to them. Yeah. So, (laughs) I noticed some episodes we cover the book pretty well. Like, if you're at a dinner party, you probably could pretend like you read the book just because you listen to the podcast. (laughs) Some of them we don't... We barely mention anything at all. So the new segment <laughs> is Zach's sum ups. I everybody I think loved when Zach summed up the adventure of the oh, cheap man. flat. Oh, I in loved his own it. words. So the new segment is where Zach sums up the book. Sometimes he's going to leave out the spoiler ending. Yeah, based on because Josh basically on the way here gave me like a like a 
less than 10 minute briefing of all the important parts. And I like re-summed up the book to him and he's like, yeah, we're going to do that. And we have to do it because it was beautiful. <laughs> and this so, one, he's going to, to spoil it because we already have. Right. Yeah. But other ones I might not tell in the ending. And so you, you, this will give you a big picture of what the book's about. You and should so, have your own theme song. This, yeah, like, yeah, where's the music? That sums up this book. <laughs> <laughs> so let's keep in mind that this happened six hours ago when Josh... Yeah. Gave me the information. Right. And, like, I know that we've talked about it a lot, but the important, like, the information I got, you know, it's, it's, I haven't been keeping it in my mind all day. So, <laughs> right. I'm going to miss some things. Some things are going to be wrong. You purged it immediately I, as soon as you told me. Yeah. It I, well, the entire time he was talking, I was doing, like, the hand talk thing. <laughs> like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> So yeah. sounded like the adults on the peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just turned up the radio and I was like, and then not Dr. this again. <laughs> okay. So I'm trying to remember where this starts. Okay. So it starts with uh, this woman, and she's uh, she probably killed her husband. <laughs> like everyone's thinking so, and especially the real gossipy mean lady. She's all like, "Oh, I know." Trust me, I know. And then Dr. Shepard's like, whatever, girl. Um, and so um, the doctor goes up to... Wait. <laughs> Let me think. Okay, here we go. There's money. There's... And there... Murder for Dr. Ackroyd. Murder for Dr. Here we go. I forgot about this. I was going to say something else. Not really. Okay. So that, that lady who probably killed her her husband uh, had just died under mysterious circumstances. We don't know what happened. It was poison, whether it was suicide or murder. Who knows? Probably the gossipy lady. But we're not getting into that because nobody <laughs> likes her here, apparently. <laughs> um, and so uh, the doctor, who I assume knows about that because he's a, the doctor in the town, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he goes, he goes and is talking to a Mr. Roger Ackroyd, and he's like... And Roger Ackroyd was like, yeah, I was secretly dating and gonna marry that girl and roger was like what <laughs> wait roger is Ro wait shepherd's Shepherd. like what, what? <laughs> and, and then uh in comes the delivery boy he's like me sir <laughs> i made for you and he's like excellent thank you and so he grabs the mail and then he, and he opens it he's like <gasps> A letter from the dead girl. <laughs> and then Mr. The Shepherd, Dr. Shepard's like, read it, read it. Come on, come on, I want to know. And he's like, no. And he's like, oh, but please. And he's like, no. He's like, fine, I'll leave so you can read it. And he's like, okay, but on your way out, lock your window. Lock my window. And he's like, okay, whatever. And he goes and does it, maybe. <laughs> uh, and so he leaves. And then later on down the through the day, uh, Dr. Shepard gets a call, and he's like, uh, and it's somebody saying, they, they're like, he, uh, Roger Ackward's dead, and he's like, what? <laughs> and so, <laughs> say what? <laughs> and so he, like, goes over there as fast as he can, but meanwhile, he sees his sister, and she's like, what's happening? And he's like, I ain't telling you, and so he, like, books it out of there, right? <laughs> and so he gets up to, uh, he gets to Rod Roger Ackward's mansion, or whatever it is, and he like you, and the butler answers the door. He's like, "Hello," and he's like, "Hi, you called?" And he's like, "No," and he's like, "Yeah, you did. You called me, and you said that Mr. Roger Ackroyd's dead." And he's like, "Nah." -uh. <laughs> Apparently, and he's like, "Someone called me from here that said that he was dead." He's like, "Doubt it," but you can come in anyway. And so he comes in. And they go out to the room and they open the door and it's like, Dun -dun -dun! 
he's dead. And so then, because I missed some moments in the middle of what Josh was saying, it, I imagine Perot like slides him like Kramer. And then he's like, I have a sus this for you. By the way, I'm not good at accents. That's going to be Perot. You're doing great so far. I have a sus this for you. And everyone's like, nice, Mr. Parrot, or whatever your name is. And then, That's true, nobody knew his name. <laughs> I think I like I missed like a big section in the middle. He starts doing some detectiving. Right? <laughs> Detectivizing. And, and him and him and Dr. Shepard are like BFFs at this point. Like mm. they're getting brunch together. <laughs> they're like <laughs> There's so much truth in this. I know, right? I don't. <laughs> I'm just hoping I'm saying things that are right. And then like I guess near the end, because I was like doing this to Josh, and he's like, no, you got that completely out of order. Um, Dr. Uh, Pro was like, man, I wish that I had some notes. And, and Shepard was like, I got notes. Notes? Notes. 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 Spaghetti right down. I wish I had some notes. peanuts, some walnuts. <laughs> you know, some, some good notes. Some pistachios. <laughs> Maybe like a mixed assortment of notes. <laughs> <laughs> that accent has gone so far from French. <laughs> it's going to be Swedish show next. And so Shepard's like, I've got notes. And he's like, great, let me have them. And he reads the notes and he's like, hmm, I don't like you now. <laughs> um, and meanwhile, everyone, th I forgot to mention who everybody thinks it is. Everyone thinks it's the son-in-law. Stepson. 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 I knew that. Ralph. Everyone thought it was Ralph. Sounds like a guy who did it. If that you ask guy. Me, yeah. Everyone thought Ralph did it because he's gone. Uh, MIA. He's MIA. And everyone's like, uh oh, he probably did it. And then there's also, and so Perot is like, oh, I got this. And so he goes into the room with all the guys there. There's Dr. The Good Doctor. Um, <laughs> and then there's uh, Colonel, is that, wait, Mr. Major Blunt. Major Blunt. There's. Uh, Are you going to say Colonel Mustard? <laughs> <laughs> I was say Colonel Mustard. <laughs> There's the good the doctor, Colonel Mustard. <laughs> Colonel Mustard's fiance, right? Fiance, yeah. wife, girlfriend. What? Florida? So, no, they don't end. Yeah. No, I didn't tell them that part. I told they them like about when they other. think they would, yeah. Uh, oh. They like Flora. Flora. Yeah. Oh. The niece. The niece. They had a crush on each other. <laughs> it was Perfect sweet. English yeah. girl. I don't know. But she was a redhead. Uh, blonde. <laughs> blonde. Blonde. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Fancy. Anyway. Fancy. Uh, and then this other guy, I don't remember who he was. And <laughs> Clearly they didn't do it. Perot <laughs> comes in the room he's like, someone in here did it. I swear. <laughs> and he's like, first off, Shepard, Mr. Good Doctor, Miguel has <laughs> Um... <laughs> You are hiding information from me in your notes, and I don't like that. But it's one of the other three that did it, probably. <laughs> I, will, I don't know how, or who, or why, or where, but it was one of them. I swear. But I'm going home now. I'll get back to you later. That's so true. And then he's like, Come with me, doctor. I need a cab ride. You're paying. <laughs> so they go to leave, and the doctor's like, hey, very good job, my chap. And he's like, there's the only one of those guys. And he's like, yes, probably. Except it's not. 
it was you! Uh, and he's like, no. And he's like, yes. And he's like, you did it. And I know you did, but I can't prove it. You came in through the window or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't prove it, so kill yourself. <laughs> or and then he was me. like, good idea. <laughs> I'll get right on that. <sighs> Very bad. I missed a lot of things, probably, because I didn't read you the get book. The, you get the idea, Woo! though. Yeah, that, that <laughs> like, right. Wikipedia is probably like, we need to update our plot summary. That's <laughs> why, why would you listen to the hour-long radio play of it when you could just do this? Yeah. yeah. And, this yeah, like the... take that, Orson Welles. You did all of the characters. Yeah, that's right. I, I have a new voice, too. A new voice and a new <laughs> accent every time. Yeah. We don't even know what some of them were, but they were good. <laughs> they were special. <laughs> they were. So one of the things that, I like that segment that I you brought up that happens again. <laughs> one of the things you brought up that we hadn't talked about yet was that the doctor ki- kills himself at the end. Right. Which is like... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Which... No, no, no. That's not... was well, a spoiler. So right, yeah. Anyway, you just brought it up. seems probably very weird. Uh, yeah, it does seem like a strange thing for Poirot to suggest it. Like, being a detective, that's one thing that is odd for me. But it's very poetic, Lauren. It goes back to, like, (laughs) the woman he was blackmailing. Who was that? Mrs. Uh, Ferrari. Ferrari. Mrs. Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Ferrari. The car. Guy the car Fieri. <laughs> We're gonna drivers! Drive ins and dives! Oh, him again. Oh, <laughs> he, he comes up more than us as a host. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, he does it by suicide. Uh, I mean, obviously. <laughs> he killed himself <laughs> by suicide. No way. He murdered himself. You mean suicide. No, he oh, no. So it wasn't like himself. any particular suicide, like hanging or things like that. It was actually by um, poison yeah. the, which was poetic justice as described at the end of the book on like the last page right um, with Veronal I didn't know what that was Veronal Veronal Barbital long acting sedative and sleep inducing drugs okay sleep, he, he sleep, sleep pills sleep yeah pills. an overdose of sleeping pills which is the same yeah. way yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah and so it was I mean I understand why Christy did it because having that as the like epilogue was it, it was good it, it helped the book along it's just strange to me that Poirot but, suggests it but the fact <laughs> he was so cold about it. Even though he did the suicide and it was poetic justice, he specifically says, not that I take any responsibility for Miss Ferrara's death. It was the direct consequence of her own actions. Mm. I feel no pity for her. I'm like, what? How because could you not? she had killed her husband. And then right she after was it, he too. says, I have no pity for myself either. Yeah. Which is very well written. Yeah. Yeah. I have I a different theory. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You go first. <laughs> a I, have different, I have a different theory. <laughs> he didn't why Poirot tr- told him to kill himself. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. He was retired. <laughs> he ain't got time to go prove it to everybody. He's like, listen, I could prove it. You know I can prove it. Look at my credentials. I, I've done it a lot. Just for the sake of time. <laughs> the because paperwork. Because I'm tired. <laughs> I gotta get I back to my Morrows. Right. I gotta I give him my drawing to get back to. <laughs> can you just can you just end it now, please? Because it's not gonna end well for you anyway. So please, come on. That's very insightful. I mean, do, you have, and do we have? <laughs> do we have any proof that he killed himself? Because it's his narrative, and not. it just ends with him talking. He lied about everything else. Why not that? Exactly. He could be still at large. He could have killed Hastings and replaced him in the next Hastings book. Oh, my goodness. And Poirot, like, doesn't notice. Fan theory. <laughs> <laughs> no, because more. Hastings is still a bumbling idiot when he comes back. So that doesn't... Theory doesn't I work. say, did you miss me? Unless he really acts the part. Uh, I don't think it was a problem or weird that Poirot would tell Shepard to 
commit suicide, kill mm. himself. It seems, at least in the couple that I've read, that Perot is all about getting justice and finding the person who mm -hmm. has actually committed the crime. Because mm -hmm. um, in Murder on the Orient Express, that's why that ending didn't sit well with him. Because, oh, yeah. right. But he, he was, as, yeah, as long spoilers. as the person who actually... <laughs> The person who actually committed the crime is brought to justice that's in true. some way. He's good with it. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. That's insightful. More yeah, because he is unorthodox, and so an unorthodox way of yeah, of arriving okay, at justice. You won me over. Yeah. I changed my mind. <laughs> so, I didn't change your mind. Well, you, you warmed me up. <laughs> you I opened, opened your my mind. mind to new ideas, and then he settled. He came and scooped it. <laughs> okay, very good. So, is this where we talk about how we feel about the ending? No. Not yet. We, not yet. We still have a few oh, okay. more things that okay. that our guests wanted. No to talk feelings. About. Not yet. Zach wants to know so he can leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can go get something to eat. And Feeling. Come back. Well, you can go grab him out of the fridge. So here was a question. <laughs> Here's a question we posed: When did Poirot know? When did he know that Dr. Shepard was This is one I had a hard time with. Because they were BFFs. <laughs> they were tight. They were. Like Zach said, they were Could going for brunch. Could you imagine knowing <laughs> that this is the killer and still trying to put on appearances right. that mm -hmm. your best friends and mm -hmm. working together, mm -hmm. revealing about the case, but not saying, you know you did it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you don't think, mm -hmm. do you have a particular time that you think? I know it was early on, a lot earlier than what I thought. Because oh. the later I got into the book, I just start realizing already knows everything that's happened right and he even mentioned yeah. at the end that um he was just doing certain things to confirm what he already suspected mm -hmm. so i i think he knew <laughs> almost from the beginning yeah yeah so i think lauren you had something really specific about that didn't you it was such a special moment that i was like wow poro could be really sweet it makes me so happy he says Without you, I'd be lost to Aww. Dr. Shepard. And then you read the end, and you're like, oh. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, like, sentences that mean something different once you oh, know, oh once my you gosh, know the yes. ending. Yes. Uh, one of them was when he saw Mrs. Ferrars talking to Ralph Payton. Mm. Early on in the book, he said he had, like, an ill feeling of things that were to come. Yes. And at first you think right. he just thought about, like, oh, Oh, there was oh, something, going, go on something going on between them. between them, but yeah. really he's thinking like, uh oh, they're gonna, they're gonna find yeah. me. I'm gonna get caught. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, that was early. It was page eleven. Yeah, that's yeah. in the first chapter. Yeah, yeah. very early. Knowing yeah. the ending, it like everything changes. That's mm -hmm. my favorite quote. One of my favorite lines in the mm -hmm. whole book it says, "It was at that moment that a foreboding of the future mm -hmm. swept over me." Way better mm -hmm. than what I just said. <laughs> I got a tummy ache when I saw it happen. <laughs> I might have ate too many cookies. <laughs> um, that goes along with. Unless you have something else. To say I, yeah, there's one oh, section yeah. in the book um, where it, talking about it's Pro is talking to Flora, mm -hmm. but you can tell what he's saying is being directed towards Shepard because mm. Shepard is listening in on it. It's at the end when they uh, find out that Flora has been stealing money from Roger. Oh and, yes, and that's, that's right. All revealed, mm -hmm. and nobody understands why this good proper girl could do that. And Pro goes in a whole paragraph about that. Uh, she did it because she has a desire for money, and then she got a little bit, and then it uh, wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah. So oh, she does uh -huh. worse and worse things to keep doing that, and that's exactly what Shepard did. Right. That Good he, point. He started out, he found an opportunity to, to blackmail uh, Mrs. Ferrars and got mm -hmm. 20,000 pounds from her. That's a huge fortune back then, mm -hmm. but it wasn't enough, and so he ended up killing roger in order to keep this secret yeah. and he, he got worse and worse as it went on but yeah pro i think was in that instance telling shepherd i know oh. what you did and 
you went down a dark path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It makes the book so, like, a lot of times a mystery book isn't that good to reread because you're like, I know the twist already, but that makes this one it, good to reread. Yeah, it actually it creates so, an incentive yeah, for you to read like, it a second oh, time. See, you can pick up <laughs> so what you missed yeah, yeah, the first yeah. time through. Because there's so much, so many layers. <laughs> I'm, such I'm, a good book. It is a good book, and it does have a lot of layers. I'm usually really, really... Um, stupid about stuff like this i turn my brain off when i read a christy because i want to be surprised mm. and i want to enjoy it and i don't want to feel stupid that i can't figure it out <laughs> but the first time that i read this i knew there was a twist that's all, right. all i knew but i was reading along and i can't it was about i can't find the exact moment it was about two-thirds of the way through and i got that exact feeling that lauren you described uh dr shepherd got I got this this creepy feeling, and it was like, oh, it can't possibly be. There's no way that I figured this out, and this is what's going to happen. And it was so satisfying mm. that that was what it really was. I'm like, no, wait, what? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad someone got that, because I never did figure it out. Good, good, no. I had good, no, no idea. Either, yeah. Clear up to the end. That is, that is awesome. That's <laughs> the proof of a really good book. Now, so were you surprised, Lauren, by the end? Yeah. She okay. was devastated. <laughs> Why did the main character do it? I hate you now. We'll yeah, still talk about go ahead, that. Commit suicide. The way, the way, the way it <laughs> makes you feel is, is going to be a big topic. You yeah. tricked me. You deserve to die. <laughs> um, the next topic is our favorite lines. I didn't. I listened to the audiobook, so I didn't write down notes like I usually do this time. But you guys wrote down your favorite lines from it, right? So give us some. I think my one of my favorites. I know Lauren's is probably has this too. Is uh, the description of Parker. <laughs> mm-hmm. How he was described as being oily and <laughs> yeah. a slimy fellow. I like Poro saying, I'm never ridiculous. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. Yeah, oh, when... and the old ones laugh last. And he said, the young ones, they may never laugh, to laugh at all. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's talking about, he knows mm-hmm. the doctor did it. He knows what happened. That's a good one. Deep. Pro's description as uh, his mustache being, you know, two bushy pieces. Because <laughs> I picture it more almost like a handlebar, like he's the uh, villain from uh, like on the back uh, of black this and white book, movie. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that, right? Yeah. But that, like, a lot of times it's described not like that at all. But that's the image that we are usually. There given. are so many interpretations of his mustache. Yeah, I think I've seen uh, David Suchet play yeah. him as Perot, mm-hmm. and so now I always It's just stuck him. in your head. It, yeah. it is. Right. It that's I, that's how head. I Who is too. the quintessential one, exactly. Which, although in, a, in a f- another episode, in a previous episode, we talked, we rated all the Poirots, mm-hmm. and I... Whether or not am, that's there before this one, or... Pretty sure, yeah. But at one point we talked about that, and we I'm, will if I don't, I, I am devastated, I don't think that we included in that list James Coco. In, oh, in no, Murder by Death. Because he deserves to be on there so much. He was playing a, a, a satire of Poirot. Oh. Monsieur Perrier. And he he was He's perfect. Great. I mean, like, you can't get a better Poirot than him. He was ridiculous. He was so funny and, and like, so self-inflated, but also, like, an idiot. But Touch nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that good. Nothing escapes my notice. And it's like, you missed everything, but... If anyone has like is interested in in like all of the Poirots, you cannot forget about James yeah. Coco and Murder by Death. Murder That's by a death. funny movie anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, because they also Miss Marbles. 
Yeah, she's in it. Yeah. They lampoon too. <laughs> Miss Marbles. Miss Mar- Miss Jessica Marbles. Yes. Oh, you haven't seen that movie? I have not seen that. You would. You would love it. <laughs> it's great. That's a good one. So Doctor Shepard describes Poirot as purring like a cat, me finicky, but Poirot describes himself like a dog. And oh, it's interesting. I didn't notice says, that contrast. I shall go through with it to the end. The good dog. He does not leave the scent, which I have no good. Way of doing the accent, but oh, that was fine. The <laughs> you can't top Zach's. That's a really <laughs> good. <laughs> that was a really good catch. Andrew Benson and Zach will be for you. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah you're getting I all think when you're talking about actresses who play pro row, I can't. You can't miss me. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Zach I'm Taylor's sorry. Kenneth Branagh, uh, John Malkovich, James Coco, Albert Finney, Zach. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> okay, moving along. Another question this was asked uh, that was asked: How does this connect to the Christie universe? Uh, the rest good of question. Agatha Christie's books, very good. Because it's so early in the Poirot, but it's kind of the one that changes it all. Because it's the first one without Hastings. It's his first solo. Even though we have Doctor Shepard, you know, we're getting Poirot without Hastings being a sidekick. He still does have a sidekick, yeah. kind of in this book that fills the same role, right? But uh, I thought it was interesting why Shepard was recording it because I thought, why would he write all of this down? Mm. And then, of course, at the very end, it tells you that yeah. he wanted this to be uh, Perot's first failure. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Write yeah. He was going to yeah. write all I about, about it. That. Yes, that's a good thing to bring out. And yet, by writing it down, he probably helped to, to foil himself. <laughs> and yeah, the last line is like. I wish he never retired here to grow a vegetable marrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One line. of the best closing lines. Yes. It was. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed it. The whole book. All of it. But, man, it made me. <laughs> you keep up. We're going to get to it. We're going to get there. <laughs> she's like, I can't wait. Feelings, 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 feelings. Her feelings are strong. Um, <laughs> she's been having to, to hold this back. Press I it down for We're like a long there. time. We're going to get there. Weeks. We're going to get there. Um, but as far as... Yeah, I'm curious for, because I've only read two of the books, um, and I think the ones that I read have been so different, as opposed to the rest of the series. I'm curious to see how others feel about oh, how yeah. does this fit in right. to her other works. Yeah, she is such a diverse writer, because so far, I mean, I know you haven't gotten to listen to all of what mm. we've done so far, but she's done, and will continue to do spy thrillers and international thrillers like you know kind of like tom clancy stuff and spy stuff and uh she never did um she never did um like sci-fi no 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 oh my gosh i'm lying i am so lying she did sci-fi it wasn't it wasn't a starship (laughs) (laughs) mystery death on the starship (laughs) (laughs) the mysterious affair on mars the murder of captain kirk yes Sorry, I got really worked up. No, there is. They did she 10 did, Little Aliens. Um, <laughs> that's a real thing. I, I can't take credit for that. I She did not supernatural. Well, I guess technically oh, horror, it was. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Just like stupid because Mysterious Mr. Quinn. But there and was then the Harlequin yeah, yeah, yeah. T-Set. Yeah. The Hound of Death. But that was like the, like the weird stuff that she did. But as far as her range of what she was capable of is really she, yeah. incredible. Yeah, she yeah, was yeah, not yeah. pigeonholed into one, even though she gets 
I think kind of people remember her for one thing or yeah. another. Right. She had a huge range. So yes, please continue to read, but you started in a great place. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been uh, fun. We are going to take a break, and this is going to be part one, and I'm glad that we, we still have a lot to talk about yeah. this book. Obviously, Lauren does. <laughs> she's, she's shaking a She will take up the whole second hour. <laughs> the, yes. <laughs> um, and we will see you soon. Bye, Zach. Bye. <laughs> Adios.